Great. How's everybody doing? Thank you guys for coming out to our new first 2024 Voices of Westerly. Um, some of you have been to, most of you have been to these events before. Uh, we do these every month. These are community conversations that are based on a portrait series that we have on semi-permanent display outside from a photographer named Josh Behan, who is a local Westerly photographer who started this project called Faces of Westerly, um, taking portraits of some of the more interesting people in the community, business owners, nonprofit leaders, artists, musicians. Um, and then we opened up our theater a couple years ago. That was our first gallery show. And then we decided to turn it into an event um, that we do that ultimately became a podcast. And that's what this is. This is a live recording of a podcast. Okay. And now I'm going to bring up Stephanie Bennett. Give her a round of applause. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello. Yeah. All right. Hi. Oh, wow. It's bright up here, huh? It is very bright up here. <laughs> yes. Um, so Stephanie Bennett, mm -hmm. Echo Rock Flowers, mm -hmm. thank you for joining us. You're I'm going to start your conversation off, I guess, start all of them off with your own Westerly origin story. And unlike Jen, who came before you, I, I don't know anything about your origin story. So are you okay. born and raised in Westerly <laughs> or did you come here? Okay. The origin story. So um, I grew up right next door. So I grew up, is this okay? Yeah, yeah that's okay. perfect. Right. I grew up in Ashaway, so I am a charger turned bulldog. Um, so uh, in a lot of ways, I do feel like I grew up in Westerly. It's so close right next door. Um, <clears throat> so I, you know, right nearby. And then um, I think a lot of people do this, but I very much wanted to get out. Um, after high school, I really, you know, it was like, am I going to do the URI thing? And I was like, I'm going to go to Hawaii. So <laughs> I ended up going to the university of Hawaii. Um, for years, I was out there for about four years or so and, um, ended up meeting my now husband out there, managed to bring him back here. Um, and part of the reason, you know, I always joke, I'm like, somehow I convinced him, you know, to leave Hawaii to come here. But I think that says a lot about kind of what we have going on here, um, because it is pretty great. So we moved back. Um, I really missed the East Coast. I loved the island life, but I realized I had a lot of ambitions and it's kind of like Peter Pan out there. Like it's tough to make moves. So I was eager to get back to the East coast. I was eager to be near family. Um, so we moved back here in 2006. Yeah. 2006. And, you know, we're both just kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit. And, um, we at the time lived in a condo right down the road. So we were very much living like the downtown scene, but it was a very different scene back then. In 2006, you said? Yeah. Thereabouts? Yeah. Yeah. Very I, I mean, we would have loved if it looked <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Colin at the time was bartending at Perks and Corks mm -hmm. and we sort of had this vision. And so we opened the malted barley. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember in 2010, looking at these different properties, we looked at the Martin house before it became Savoy, you know, we looked at the carriage house before it became shallows. Um, it was kind of a ghost town 
And sure. um, so we just, we, we went for it and we, we opened in 2011. We had a solid 12 year run. It was great. We're really proud. Um, and then decided to end that chapter and then the farming came into play. So just to stick with that for a minute, yeah. I would say from growing up and living here myself mm -hmm. that when you guys did open malted barley, mm -hmm. I think you were kind of the major cog in the wheel to get things spinning for the entire downtown. Yeah. And I know you guys were very active in other things happening in downtown, but that, that business seemed to be kind of a very pivotal point mm -hmm. for the transformation of downtown and what it is today. So I think you guys are very much responsible for that <laughs> in a, in a very big way. So all of these places that you just mentioned that are now filled with vibrant yeah. businesses and restaurants, I think you, you guys, there's a huge credit to you guys for, you. for building something that kind of sparked that down here. Yeah. It, it is wild. And, um, and that it feels incredible to, to think back on that because I think we could see, we could see, we could see it. We knew. Um, and we just kind of, I think we were young enough and didn't really have much to risk, you know, and just that youthful <laughs> spirit and, uh, invested, you know, gosh, we opened it on a shoestring budget and just blood, sweat and tears. And, um, and yeah, it was kind of like right after that, it was like, boom, 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 all these other places. And it was kind of, it was really exciting, you know, it was really cool. And, you know, we'll forever be proud of that. You should be. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And now your new business. Mm -hmm quite different. Mm -hmm. How did that start? How did you get into flowers? It's funny when Jen was speaking and talking about, you know, these windy roads and, um, you know, I didn't like go to agriculture. Like I didn't do that in college. Um, but I will say growing up in Ashaway, my mom had her own perennial design business. So, I mean, I had no idea when I was eight, what would come, you know, but it, it was instilling in me like a love for the dirt and the flowers and kind of just getting that visceral, you know, connection going fast forward. Um, so when we first opened the barley, our goal with each other was if we can be successful enough, cause this was before we had started a family. And we said, if we can be successful enough to where I can be home and raise kids when they're little, we've made it. That was the goal. Thankfully, we were able to do that, had two boys and, you know, <laughs> it was, I was struggling. I can look at it now and, and realize, you know, in hindsight, like, oh, that was some postpartum stuff going on. And so for me at the time, um, anytime I could be in the gardens, it, it was, it was absolute therapy. Like it was just, it just became this thing and it kind of took on a life of its own. And I tend to go for things like a hundred percent. So I'm like, I love this thing. Let me learn everything about it. And, you know, after like a couple of years of that, you know, I remember looking at Colin and I was like, I'm spending, I remember it was like $1,300 I had spent was the number. And I was like, that's too much money for like a hobby. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if I could make this into a business. Um, and my brain is always thinking that way. And he was always so supportive. So it was kind of this thing happening in the background. Um, and I took courses and I remember in the beginning, I was like, I want to go for it, start small. And at the time, 
uh, the land trust had put out, um, so where their headquarters is now at Barlow, they had put out like um, an application for the field um, for farmers. And I was like, am I a farmer? I'm not a farmer yet. Like, (laughs) I, I don't know what I am, but I'm interested. And I remember it was past the deadline, but I just you know, it was almost like a cold call. I just emailed this Jen Fusco, um, (laughs) who now is like so near and dear to my heart. And, you know, and she was like, well, we already found, you know, we already fulfilled the lease. Um, but there is a garden plot on the property. Why don't you come and take a look at it? And it was the dead of winter. You know, my youngest was like two at the time and we went and I took the measurements and it was 85 feet by 45 feet. And I was like, that's a pretty good size. And that's where I started. And so since then, that was 2019 is the first year I officially like launched the business. And um, since then, I've just like, I know Jen will laugh, but it's like every year I'm like creeping. I'm like any (laughs) bit of land, I'm like, give me more land. I'll put flowers on it. So, um, so now I think, I don't even know altogether. I'm maybe at like three quarters of an acre or something like that. Um, and we just have an awesome relationship. Um, I could go on forever about how much I love the land trust and the whole team and, um, the volunteers. So it's just been, so anyway, it's just, it's just been this slow, steady build. And then when we decided to sell the barley in March of last year, it was just like, I never would have thought that we would be able to just slide into this next endeavor um, that fills our hearts and just, we have purpose and we just love it. So. And what do you, what do you grow? How many varieties of flowers are you growing? Hmm. So I, I grow specialty cut flowers, um, which, you know, primarily I do bouquets. So for anyone who goes to Sandy's, um, market, if you've ever seen the flowers there, those are all mine. Um, when you grow cup flowers, I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's anywhere you, you go, if, if you're at like the big grocery stores or, you know, the more typical florists, they're all ordering in their flowers. Um, and it, and it like, it's painful from other, because other countries, right? From other countries. Yeah. I mean, 80%, mm-hmm. over 80% of all the flowers you see in the U S are imports. So think about that. That's, in South America and Ecuador or wherever they're growing the flower, the moment you cut it, it's a perishable product, you know? So they cut it, they dunk it and you don't even want to know the chemicals and you know, who knows what those, what the worker conditions are, you know, I'm sure they're terrible. So tons of chemicals and the plastic and the cardboard, and then they get it, they have to ship it. They have to get it. It's like, it like blows your mind. And I'm like, I can grow the same flower for you and put it in a bucket of water that I'm going to reuse for 20 years, you know, like, yeah. So environmentally, like it, it just, it makes so much more sense to support and to grow local flowers, you know? And can people do, do you do like a share where people can Mm -hmm. buy bouquets and, and yep, I have, um, I do, I call it like my subscription program. It's very similar to like a CSA. Uh, they're really popular. Um, which is awesome. They sell out every year. I do a spring, a summer, and then a Dahlia subscription. Um, so that's probably my favorite like sales Avenue. Um, and then we do have a farm stand at Barlow that myself and then Cassidy who has frontier farm RI, she's the vegetable farmer. We kind of 
tag team together and do uh, sales at the farm stand. So, so where did you learn all you said you, you learned all of this, um, when you decided to kind of lean into it, where did you pick up all of this? So, um, there's endless resources in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm always reading, always learning. I think kind of the first investment that I made like in my education is, um, there's a woman called Erin Benzikeen and in like the cut flower world, she's like, she's like it. Like I'm like, Ooh, um, she's written a bunch of books. She's got like some, um, she's just done a ton of stuff, but she had, so this was, I think 2018 that I was really, really interested. And I, I'm like a student, like, I'm like, give me a binder and a highlighter and I'm happy. And she had just launched a really intensive, like online course. And so I made the decision to invest in that. And it was just, it was, it was a, a cut flower farm course. Like, this is how you do it on like two acres or less. Here's how you can turn a profit. Like here, like all the nitty gritty, like here's how you build a caterpillar tunnel. Here's how, you know, all the stuff. So it gave me a really like quick boost of confidence, which I, which you need in the beginning, you know? What's a caterpillar tunnel? Oh, <laughs> I'm, curi- I'm curious. It sounds uh, so it's, interesting. It's like, it's like a big greenhouse that you would see, but okay. mini, okay. Like really mini. What, yeah. is it, what does it do? It just, it helps with season extension and it, okay. it protects the seedlings from the wind and, you know, just creates a more stable growing environment. What is your season on the farm? So, um, that's an interesting question. Well, so right now it's January, so nothing's really growing. Um, but it's my favorite time of year cause we're goal setting and seed ordering and looking through the catalogs and, uh, dreaming, you know, yeah. which is so fun. Um, but really seed starting and whatnot will start March and then more February, February, March. And the moment the ground is workable, we'll be in the field starting to get things prepped and, um, we'll go, go, go. I mean, honestly, we were still working at the farm like a week before Christmas. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your future plans for the business as it grows? So, um, we have found that, um, we've done a few events at the farm. Um, and you know, now that Colin's on board with me, like, you know, we do have this kind of hospitality background. Um, We have found that it's, I mean, it is a mad, it's magical. Um, Jen always jokes that the, you know, their offices look out at the the flower fields and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, there's nothing quite like it, especially in high summer when, you know, in August or when all the dahlias are blooming in September. Um, It's a, it's, it's peaceful. It's beautiful. It's magical. It's inspiring. Um, And it's different. Not everybody. I mean, I'm there every day. Um, so I'm, but you kind of don't get used to it. It's still beautiful. So <laughs> any, anyway, anytime we can get people there to design with the flowers and, and share and connect with new friends, it's like, there's just a magic that happens and it's so pure and it's just joyful. So we, we want to kind of lean into that, do some more events, grow the subscription program, keep working with the land trust. They do great events with kids, they have field trips and it's just the cutest thing when these little second graders are chasing actual butterflies in the flower field, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so, it's so sweet. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your own Westerly favorites, Ooh. I guess. Um, 
you know, when we started this, the first one of these Voices of Westerly events we did was when we opened. Mm -hmm. um, and when when I asked people this, the malted barley always came up as like one of their favorite Westerly yeah. things. So it's, it's kind of fun to ask you this question <laughs> of what your favorite things in Westerly or about Westerly are. I mean, I could walk you through like a day. I mean, most many of our days start with Colin 530 playing basketball at the YMCA basketball, a lot of basketball in our family. Um, so big, big, you know, supporters of the YMCA, um, a family breakfast at the cook goose. Are you kidding me? My kids were like raised on breakfast at the cook goose. Um, walking my dog at the, uh, the Champlain glacier trails that the land trust maintains so well, by the way, I have to say, I mean, Napa tree point, let's go to the beach. Let's go to St. Clair's and get a, you know, black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream. The kids go on the merry-go-round. Um, let's go get a spicy mezcal margarita at Nana's. Let's go walk through the park. I mean, like I could go on, on and on and on. Let's get a nice coffee at Junkin' Java. Um, there's just, there's just so much. Yeah, that was a good greatest hits oh, I, play yeah. by play. There, it was that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I end all of these the same way by asking the big question of what do you hope that your legacy is in Westerly, and what what do you want to do in the future to keep working or making this community stronger? Hmm. Well, I mean, we touched a little. I do, I I do think we'll always carry with us you know, that little piece we had in terms of like the revitalization of downtown. So I'll, I'll always be proud of that with the flower farm. I don't know. A legacy is a big word. Um, I I'll say that when I think of the flowers and you know, what we're doing and growing and it's like, we grow these beautiful things and we put them out into the world and they fill people's homes. And I'm always taken with the idea that flowers to me mean connection. Um, people have flowers in, um, the happiest times of their life, right? Weddings, baby showers, bridal showers, the hardest times of their life. Um, visiting someone who's sick at the hospital or at a funeral. And then there's so many times in between, I miss you. I love you. Happy birthday, treat yourself, you know, all of these things. And I sum all of those moments up into connection. So I feel like the thing we miss the most about having the barley was that connection with the community. So we want to carry that forward with the flower farm. How can we get people there? How can we bring the kids in? How can we keep filling people's homes with just, um, just something so pure and beautiful. Um, and then I don't know, we're always thinking, we're always wheeling and dealing. So <laughs> we have ideas about all entirely different things. Who knows what the future will bring? So well, that was a beautiful answer, by the way. Oh, thank really, you. <laughs> really good answer. I think it's my favorite answer anybody's oh, wow. ever had to that question. So oh. that, that was great. <laughs> yeah. So I look forward to visiting the farm sometime yes, and, um, definitely how can people check out, um, how to get the yep, subscription you, service and things like that? Yeah. Um, so you can always check out my website, echorockflowers.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, I don't even know what my handle is. Just type in Echo Rock Flowers. It's basically that. Um, and yeah, I am in the process. Um, you know, the subscription sales, I usually try to time it as like a kind of like a Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So all of that will be going live really soon, end of January into February. Um, 
and you know, I'm around. All right. Yeah. All right. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the United Theatre Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Your feedback helps us create content that you love. So hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.